Hey, it's Elle. And Anna. And you're listening to the Baby Project Podcast. In this podcast, we will discuss our journeys, as well as other warriors going through the ups and downs of infertility. Um, there's ups? (laughs) Yes, there's ups. Okay. As a reminder, be kind to yourself and skip as needed. We know some topics may be triggering. Let's get talking. This is episode five, the two-week wait. Boo! (laughs) Any trying-to-conceive warrior can relate to what the two-week wait is and how dreadful it is. Mm -hmm. But for those of you new to the game, we totally got your back and we'll explain that for you. In this episode, we'll be discussing our personal experiences with the two-week wait, some tips to help get you through this time, uh, testing or not to test. Oh, yeah the dreaded one line Mm -hmm. things like that and as a special treat em is almost at the end of her two-week wait and has decided to test and reveal her results for the very first time live on our podcast yeah (laughs) so this is going to be a good distraction until we actually do until it's time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes because we're sitting staring at the box in front of us right now so it's a little distracting (laughs) so i'm gonna talk as fast as humanly possible so we can get to the end of this podcast and do the reveal no we need to talk as slow as possible so that people can listen to our podcast and let the time pass so it's easier for them to cope and, um, you know, just that we will go into it when it's closer to the time, but um, there is a potential for triggers within this episode towards the end when we do talk about M's reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure that you take the time that you need and skip through. Don't listen to the end or, or listen when you're feeling strong enough to do so. So let's jump right into it. What is the two week wait? Oh, yeah. So for those who don't know, the two week wait is the time period between ovulation and your period. So if you divide the month out by weeks, right, the first two weeks are your period. So your day one cycle, day one until ovulation. And then the last two weeks are ovulation to your period. Um, There is a little bit of a difference between the two week wait when you have your two week wait in a natural cycle where you're having intercourse to try to get pregnant versus your two week wait when you have some type of a procedure like IUI or IVF, Mm -hmm. um, a transfer. I kind of feel that the two week wait after IVF transfers, there was like so much awareness around it, far more pressure. (laughs) Whereas like the trying to conceive kind of natural ones were always, they always felt different. Um, but for the IVF transfers, different clinics will have different test dates. So some test at nine days, some test at 12 days, I think some even 10 days after. So they each have a variety of the amount of time their sort of two week window is post transfer, Mm -hmm. but, um, that's the two week wait. So your clinics, were they 10 days or 12 days or 14 days? (laughs) felt like 300 days all of them uh the first clinic that i went to was nine. Oh wow second clinic was 12 okay yeah okay 12 12 i mean it's better than 14 do there are clinics that do 14 i don't know that'd be too much on the woman or too much on the person i feel i know <laughs> i know that's crazy um so let's talk about the actual like transfer yes so 
there are things that people do leading up to the transfer, during the transfer, and then after the transfer. So I remember you came to me my first transfer the day before with socks. <laughs> of course. Lucky transfer socks and and then um, a coupon to McDonald's. And I didn't know why. So <laughs> explain your reasons. I know why, but you're really good at explaining. Well, I don't really know the reason why. <laughs> I'm just following the trend of everyone else. <laughs> I think okay. we want the positive like everyone else did. So if they got it, we're going to freaking try it. I know we'll do anything possible. But I think you said like the socks have to do with like warm feet equals warm womb or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, I mean, it's just nice to have lucky transfer socks, right? Any kind of little bump to sort of get your mood higher true, to go true. through the transfer and feel like it's a positive thing is always good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I've heard many times that warm feet is warm uterus. So, well, I, you know me, I'll do anything in relating to any superstitious tradition. So I wore those socks and I hate wearing socks to bed, but I wore those socks to bed <laughs> until the next day. So like, this would be nice and warm and toasty. Yeah. So your uterus was extra warm. But then um, at the transfer, it was just, I found it was very, very quick. Uh, mine again was during COVID, so partner couldn't come in or whatever. And then it was just like, hi, see ya, like, hi, in you go and see ya in whatever date you have to come back. And my clinic was 12, is 12 days. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. Did your clinic make you wait afterwards at all? No. Yeah. So uh, my clinic, they make you lie there for 10, they set a timer for 10 minutes after. Shut up. Yeah. And they make you, they like dim the lights and they make you lie there just for 10 minutes just to settle. And it's, I asked the nurse why, because my other previous clinic didn't do that. Mm -hmm. They were like, you can just get up and go right after the transfer. You can use the washroom because of course you're bursting to pee. Oh yeah. When you do the transfer, you have to have a full bla bladder. So um, you lie there with the timer running for 10 minutes and they're like, just chill. And then you can get up and go once the timer dings. So I asked the nurse, like, why do you guys do that? Is there some sort of scientific evidence that supports this? Mm -hmm. She's like, no, it's totally psychological just to like have the patient relax for 10 minutes after the transfer. And like, because so many people are so concerned about the embryo falling out <laughs> right after they put it in that she's like, just to kind of ease everybody's mind is just part of our practice that we just have you hang out. Wow. And I thought it was so nice. That is really nice. Yeah. Because remember in the other episode we were talking about, like, you just feel like a number in and out, in and out. And I felt like the transfers have been even like that, too. Yeah. So that was so nice to just have that time. Yeah. After you've done your transfer and you get up to go to the washroom, <laughs> are we the only ones in the world that walk with, like, your legs squeezed shut? And when you're peeing, you have the thought that the embryo is going to fall out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We can't be the only ones. No. We can't be. But yeah, that's how I am. I waddle like a penguin. And then when I try to pee, how do you try to pee slowly? How? Can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can no. you just go like a little and a little? Like, I tried doing that just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I just let it all out. <laughs> By that time, I'm so bursting to pee. I don't care. I'm pissing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the thoughts going through my mind like oh what if it falls out yeah 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 
I mean, I've done it with even with the glue, but maybe the glue, I don't know, didn't hold enough. And then it just pees out too. So someone best described to me uh, like transfer and how, where how an embryo sits in like a peanut butter sandwich. So two pieces of bread with peanut butter on it. And let's imagine, you know, for size that we put a sesame seed in the middle of that peanut butter mm-hmm. and then we close the sandwich. Mm-hmm. There's no way that sesame seed is falling out of that peanut butter. So that's the comparison that I was told from a nurse. An embryo in the uterus is not going to fall out like it wouldn't if it was in peanut butter. <clears throat> so it's in peanut butter. It just needs to like really, really stick to the piece of bread. <laughs> needs to burrow into that bread wall. That, that little <laughs> sesame seed needs to do something. Yeah. To that big giant piece of bread. You got it. But yeah, so it's not going to fall out. <laughs> Whether you're new to the game or you're a veteran, it's not going to fall out. <laughs> but it's okay if you still think that, even if it's your fifth oh, yeah. or seventh or eighth or whatever time seven years strong and i still think it <laughs> <laughs> um what about what about things you do like after right after transfer do you just like i feel like i can't move like i'm walking like a robot and walking really slowly <laughs> because of the thought that like it might might fall out yeah <laughs> you yeah. too mm-hmm. like you want to be more like you're just so much more ginger with your body i feel like <laughs> The first couple of times. Once you do it a few more times, you you tend to act more like normal. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, and the french fries, I guess that came into play because you explained to me that it just increases your chances. I'm with the fries and makes it extra sticky or something. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice treat to have some, like, French fries after transfer it's almost like a reward for having to hold your bladder for that long exactly right for the trauma that we've been through it's nice to have some french fries afterwards (laughs) (laughs) never hurts i know and then so the day after the day of you're feeling great okay it's good and then and then it starts to, to start to like creep up in your head oh yeah and, and what do I mean by that? The clock is ticking. Yeah. The countdown until blood work day yeah. begins as soon as you walk out the friggin' office. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. They still have the catheter in your cervix <laughs> and you're like, shit, is it 12 days yet? Yeah. <laughs> when time moves extremely slow. Yeah. And then, and then when I, you're working slower, I find. Mm-hmm. I can't focus as as I would normally and my head's like very spacey. I don't know. Oh, you too? I was so unproductive. <laughs> like so unproductive. I could not I could not concentrate on anything but the embryo. <laughs> How many times you Google? Too much. <laughs> I would get lost in the rabbit hole of Google. I would Google the weirdest things. The earliest a positive line would show up, like, when can you start testing this symptom? You know, mm-hmm. I have a, uh, you know, an itch on my toe. Does that mean I'm <laughs> pregnant? Like something that ridiculous. Yeah. I, I was Googling too, like how early, how early after transfer. Um, how early after transfer do you start experiencing symptoms even? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Oh my god! What are the common symptoms of pregnancy? We should 
compare a Google search and see if we have the same stuff. I'm sure many of us have the same things. Oh my gosh. And then the symptoms. That's so true. So tender boobs and bloating. Those are all same symptoms that you would get right before your period. Yeah. And it's so hard to differentiate. Absolutely. And the tiredness. Plus, if you're doing a medicated cycle, you're on hormones. Oh, yeah. So there's already estrogen and progesterone there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what is it? Is it your period? Is it your hormones? Or is it the baby? Yeah. You know, like, which one is it causing all these things? I think the best way that when I talked to you about this, the best way that you described it was <laughs> you're getting mind fucked. It is. <laughs> the two-week wait is a total mind fuck. <laughs> it's like you're in this bubble for two weeks and you cannot focus on anything but this transfer yeah and like you just want to know if it worked Mm -hmm. and it's just the anticipation waiting up to get the blood work um but okay what are some things that helped you nothing (laughs) because i'm obsessive like that come on so nothing helps nothing Uh, nothing of course distraction right distraction always helps you know anyone but I always found it was difficult no matter what Mm -hmm. you know you'd I'd have those times where I would do something like you know keeping busy by cleaning out my closets or tidying up reorganizing the kitchen cupboards again the pantry and (laughs) shit like that but the whole time then so you're busy for an hour or two and then your mind just goes right back to it again Mm-hmm. Or as soon as you pick up the phone, your own phone, you go back to your internet and then you happen to see your previous search and you're like, shit, oh, I was looking at this. And then you just, it just, you're always brought right back to it. But um, yeah, some things that I did find that helped a little bit was keeping busy, mm-hmm. being distracted. For me, I like to clean things out, mm-hmm. <laughs> organize and reorganize. So that I felt really helped and um, catching up binge watching shows, catching mm-hmm. up on movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those ones helped me. Um, I remember for some of my transfers, I felt uh, towards the end, not so much at the beginning mm-hmm. um, when I was first kind of getting into it. Um, but the, the harder, the longer I went on, the harder it got. So for me, I found that meditation really helped. Really? Mm-hmm. Helped it sort of just center me a little. Wow. Yeah. The first year we were trying to conceive naturally, right? Right. So there was like less pressure because even though you're doing your temps and your timing and you're really structured with everything, mm-hmm. it's not that medical procedure like the transfer. The transfer, you know when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know that embryo's on board. But when you're just, you know, timing intercourse, you're not really sure when it happens, right? Because oh, yeah. you're waiting for the sperm to do its job. So it's like, is it today? Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's a little bit different. So I think as time went on and we got more into the medical procedure procedure part yeah. and just the continual negatives over and over mm. and over again, like I think I calculate, I've done these hundreds. Yeah. Um, you know, every month for seven years is hundreds of two weeks waits. Yeah. So those ones got a little bit difficult as we went further on in time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I only got two. So last last time, which was the first transfer, I felt like I, I wanted to test more. And I, yeah. indeed, I did test more. I think I tested three or two or whatever times. And it was just in my mind was more like, okay, I want to know like two days, three days. And I was 
almost feel like I was obsessing over it a, a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And I also was thinking like, yeah, like you were telling me there shouldn't be, you shouldn't have any difficulty because, you know, like you don't have any health issues. You were doing this because of the cancer from your husband. So like you're healthy and this is that. So like, I was just feeling so pumped about it and I just wanted it, the answers. And then this time around, after the first negative, I, um, I kept myself more distracted and I play, I played video games this whole, uh, this whole weekend from start to finish. We finished, we finished a whole video game and just, um, I looked forward to this podcast. I think this is what <laughs> helps me because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to dip, I'm going to dip today in the morning, wrap it up, put it in the box. And then I'll do the real, like every day I'm like, okay, I'm not going to test. I'm not going to test until yeah. it, it was something to look forward to. So I think that also helped. Um, and then I also know that like last time when I had tested, I tested, like I felt, even though it was like day eight, I think I was telling you, mm-hmm. um, it was early from, I had to wait a few more days until the blood work. So I was just driving myself crazy thinking about, yeah, why is it negative? And then I started Googling, hold on, is there an evaporation <laughs> line? Is there this? And, and yes. then you Google like, oh, um, could it still be wrong? And mm-hmm. um, the blood work, like, is the pregnancy, how accurate are the pregnancy tests? And then you start going down, yep. going down that route. So yeah, I, I'd say if keeping distracted is a good one. Um, and then I think one of our followers on Instagram said, like, if you could take a mini vacation, that would mm. be good too. Yeah. Cause then you're busy packing, planning, doing the events, like time flies by when you're having fun. It's true. <laughs> and also I think that's a really good time to reconnect with your partner. It's true. Right. Yeah. You could do like a mini vacay away with your girlfriends. That's fun too. Yeah. Um, but if you're going away with your partner for the weekend or just going on a road trip for the day, something, right? Mm-hmm. It's time for you to connect and not be focused on what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because sometimes you're, you're going through this and you're just talking about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's the topic mm-hmm. to be kind of away from that and just talk about other things. Yes would probably be good for the your relationship yeah for sure yeah um what other things did you think that helped you a little bit if there was any other thing um so it didn't help me (laughs) (laughs) but I've never been one for that but it's journaling Ooh, like writing your thoughts and feelings down I tried I mean I've literally tried everything I, there's one thing I am is open to new things and trying, so I'll give it a shot, but I'm just not one for journaling. I've never been one for writing things down. Like even when I was a kid, you know how so many people had diaries? Yeah. And they'd write in their diaries. I would go back and like read my diaries and I'd like write one entry. I'd write like one page, which was a bunch of bullshit. I don't even know what I was writing. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, nothing, 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 nothing. A year later, I'd write down something else. <laughs> Why did I have this diary? <laughs> I was just never one to write my feelings or thoughts down. Never. And so if I was to ever come in your room and want to read your journal or diary, it would be the most boring <laughs> diary. <laughs> it would. Ever. It would be. <laughs> Today, me and my sister went for ice cream. Boring. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what's actually been helping me, not that a lie, is doing these podcasts because 
I feel like I've been able to express myself. And in a way, it's a form of journaling, I yeah. guess, because you're, you're like talking out your emotions and your thoughts. Yeah. As you would to like a friend or whatever. Well, you are. Yeah. yeah. Instead of writing it down, we're just talking it out. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, I guess that's another piece, like having a good support system. Oh, absolutely. Having a person that you can chat with. Yeah. Like just especially if they've gone or are going through it with you or going through the the journey too so much more relatable I find oh I know like absolutely trying to explain even to your partner as much as they are there and as much as they are trying um and going through it with you like the injections and the bruises and the the sore back and the tender boobs and all that yeah um if feels better when I can explain it and you like, yep, I've been through that. Oh, mm-hmm. did you feel this, this and that? Yep. <laughs> yeah, because men, like, they don't feel the actual physical feelings like yeah. women do. Right. Right. So to have someone that can relate to all of those physical things that you feel is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong, you still, you can still have friends that can support you even if they're not going through it just as an ear to -hmm. listen to things they may not understand but at least you're able to get it off your chest and just you know um clear your mind a little bit absolutely yeah one of my friends um never had any issues with you know infertility or anything like that but she always always has been there you know through all this time and will always text me and just say like you know um, I'm here. If you want to get together, you know, I can be there in 10 minutes with a tub of ice cream. Oh, like, you know what I mean? She always sends me those kinds of texts, knowing if I was going through a bad period or like a rough time, mm-hmm. she would always be there. Always, always the open invitation with ice cream. Oh, I like who would deny that? <laughs> yeah. Even if I'm not going through a bad time, come <laughs> over with ice cream, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I another thing that I have done this time around was um have like schedule some worry time. Mm. So worrying like it can, it can consume your whole mind as we know and that was from my last experience but um I watched a small clip of Lost. It was a TV show and it was a guy and he was so he was really scared because they're lost on this island or whatever and he said to himself I'm going to do 30 seconds of being afraid and then I'm just going to feel it. And then after the 30 seconds, I'm going to just kind of man up and be strong and just carry carry on and move on. I've done this method when it came to venting to my husband. Like I would come home from work and I would bitch to him and then I could bitch on and on and on about the same thing. But I'm like, okay, I'll just bitch to you for 15 minutes. Just listen to me and then I will move on. So this time around, I scheduled a few worry times. I'm like, okay, no more like Googling all day. Yeah. You can just Google within this 15 minutes and just talk to Elle about it. And then and then that's it. Like just kind of move on and then distract yourself from something else. And it has helped a little bit more than last time. Mm. A little bit. That's good. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know, you guys can try it if you need to do it a few more, like a few times a day. Yeah. And then maybe a little bit more closer to when the blood work is. I don't know. Wean yourself down. (laughs) Start off with four times a day, then three times, then two. 
and then one. Yeah. Cut yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the emotions that you feel, like going through it, it's like probably a roller coaster, right? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It is. You jump from one conclusion to the next, right? Because you're it is literally like a roller coaster. You're at the top thinking that, oh, I it worked. I'm pregnant. I'm so excited. This is what's gonna happen. Our kid's gonna look like this. Like you're already putting your child through, you know, college and university. <laughs> and then the next second, you know, you feel a twang in your stomach or whatever, and you're like, Oh no, that's my period coming and it didn't work. And what am I gonna do? And I have now have this many embryos left, and are we gonna have to do this test now? And what does this mean? And when can I do my next one now? And you know, you're just like spiraling so out of control so quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go from like one end of the spectrum to the next. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Like within seconds. Oh, it can be, yeah. Like a bouncing ball. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I think too is giving yourself that, like important, I think it's important, giving yourself that grace yeah. to know that this is okay that it's happening. <laughs> Because <laughs> there was times I thought, I am crazy. This is driving me nuts and I'm going to be put into an institution because I'm not normal. <laughs> like the amount of like searching that I did yeah. and obsessing and testing. Oh my gosh, the testing. Okay. So I just think that it's important that we know that like it's, it's okay that we do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not okay that we do it all the time, but... <laughs> You know, when you're first starting out and mm -hmm. if you unfortunately have, you know, the unfortunate uh, experience of having to go through multiple transfers that don't work, mm -hmm. like, you know, it changes as time goes on, mm -hmm. I think, and you become, you, you're, you start to cope a little bit better or start to employ different kinds of coping mechanisms. But the first few can be kind of rough and mm -hmm. just knowing that, yeah, you're, you may obsess and you may test too much and you know you may stand in your bathtub at the window staring at a pregnancy test oh willing gosh. that line to show up <laughs> can can we can we can we jump to that let's jump in yeah so to test or not to test and just tell me about your experience about when you do decide i've never not tested <laughs> Because as you know, from our previous podcast, she is very impatient. Yeah. <laughs> I have never not tested. So like, however many years of trying to conceive naturally, and even when you weren't trying, you still always check before you get your period. <laughs> we have to do a pregnancy test yeah. just because. Because if your period is half a minute late, you never know. <laughs> and then, you know, nine embryo transfers. So I've done lots of two weeks waits and I've tested every single one of them. I could never wait till blood work day. So when did you, when did you decide to test? So, um, I never tested, I think earlier than like day five. Okay. Just knowing, you know, the medical sort of aspect of the transfer and implantation that it needs time. Okay. Right. Like the embryo needs time to get through that layer and start burrowing its way into the, to the uterine wall. So, um, it's important to, to know that. Mm -hmm. And through all the late night Googling that I've done, mm -hmm. there are women out there that do get early positives, which is so weird, right? They have early implantation and so awesome they too. end up getting that HCG, you know, results sooner, they start to release that HCG, but yeah, that's not the rule. 
that's mm-hmm. the exception. Mm-hmm. So if you, I just think if you give yourself that time, knowing that that embryo needs some time to, to implant then. So I've always waited at least till day five. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then when you do do it. And then when I do do it. Oh, do you remember even like. Pissed off and throw the test afterwards. No. <laughs> ah, jeez. <laughs> Do you even remember, like, any stories of when you did dip? Yeah, of course. Come on, share some, please. I have too many dippity-doo stories. Come on, you're, like, your top, like, three out of a hundred. Yeah, okay. I can tell you my top three. Okay. So, top three stories about testing. <laughs> so, I remember the first time I went to go buy pregnancy tests. Oh. I was so excited, right? <laughs> Here I am naive little L <laughs> walking into the pharmacy thinking oh this is great I'm gonna buy a couple tests and it's gonna be so fun <laughs> oh, and I remember going to the, the cash and checking out and she reached up at the top of the cash register and grabbed like look like a coupon or some sort of pamphlet or something and she put it in the bag she's like that's for you so I'm like okay didn't think anything of it <laughs> So when I get home, I look at it. It was like a little booklet with all baby stuff in it, with coupons and websites and all this stuff for expecting moms, right? So I was like, oh, this is so nice and so cool. I was so excited and so happy. (laughs) Anyways, I've never used any of those bloody coupons. (laughs) Well, they probably expired. (laughs) They went in the garbage. Um, (laughs) So that was the first time I ever bought a pregnancy test. Okay. And then, like I said, I've went up to windows and you know let me look in dimmer light let me look in lighter light <laughs> let me take a picture and see if i could see it clearer oh let me walk away and come back <laughs> let me put the test in the garbage and say fuck it and then walk back an hour later just to look at it again oh my gosh um brutal yeah i think i'm very like i, I could see myself doing some of that oh. i actually did some of that <laughs> yeah and then you take your so you every, everyone always talks about that your urine is more concentrated in the morning because yep. you haven't peed all night. Yep. So the HCG, the the level will be a little bit higher and a better chance of you picking up that line, right? Because right. each pregnancy test has um, a meter. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a certain amount of HCG in your blood in order for the test to read that. In your urine, you mean? Uh, sorry, in your urine. Yes. yes. So um, you, you know, you just think okay, if I'm going to pee in the morning, it's it's going to be there. That line is going to be there. Yeah. So then you pee in the morning, there's no line. So then you're like, maybe I'll check in the evening because it's had the day now to increase. Um, so I'm going to try again. Because those levels increase each day, right? Or Yeah. So you're yeah. thinking, okay, end of day, it's about a day. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, uh, it's crazy. So I think you had told me that different pregnancies tests have different meters for the sensitivity right Mm -hmm. so like i think you said like first response pregnancy tests have like um a a lower like a lower number that it would detect that uh, beta hcg versus clear blue yeah I don't know, or I can't remember in my research what the exact numbers are for each of the tests, Mm -hmm. but even like they have cheap ones at like the dollar store and stuff like that, that people have used Mm -hmm. that they've gotten early positives from. So I think the sensitivity of them are all different, but in my experience, um, I think that the, like the pink line ones versus the blue lines or the digitals, they have to be higher, a higher value of HCG in order for them to come up positive. Okay. Okay. 
So when the first time you did it, how was that three minutes or whatever minutes that you had to wait until you could see the result or it's recommended that that's when to wait until it, the results reveal itself. So the first time it was exciting, <laughs> right? Like standing there in the bathroom because you don't want to leave. <laughs> so you're like kind of just bouncing around there for a few minutes, just waiting. And you're really excited, you know, for the, the possibility. And then, you know, when you see the negative the first time, you feel that disappointment, but it doesn't hit you as hard because you always have those excuses right afterwards, right? Like, oh, it was just the first time. And sometimes it doesn't always work right away. Oh my gosh, are you in my brain right now? <laughs> like, are you, right, like the, the, the justifications roll right in on top of that to kind of help you cope through yeah. your first negative. Is it almost like, I feel like it's almost like a, a denial in a way. I feel like the first time it was just like, when I, when I had tested at day eight, it was like, oh, but you know, it was only day eight. So, you know, <laughs> and then I had, I had messaged you too. And you're like, you know what? Test at day 10. And then when I tested at day 10, like I saw something, but it was like very, 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 like very faint. And you're like, okay, that might, could be it. I'm like, but I read it might be like evaporation. Like, like, I don't know. Like you feel all these emotions all at once yeah. when you see one line versus even if you see like a faint line and you don't really know if it's for real or not. Yeah. Like the two week wait is literally bouncing back and forth from anxiety and hope yeah. all at the same time. You're feeling both. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a ride. So, so what, what are the reasons why you do test? Cause there's some people who need it because they need to cope. Like they want an answer. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard even like some people or uh, read and even in our in our uh, feeds that like some people do it to, just to prepare themselves for negative news when they after they do the blood work too. Yeah. So like, what were your reasons? So you have to know what, like what category you fall into um, when, when it comes to testing. So will testing or like, you know, serial testing, will that make you more anxious? Will that bring you more um, you know, concern versus will it bring you peace mm -hmm. to know one way or the other? Yeah. Um, for myself, again, because I'm so impatient <laughs> and I always want to know that always outweighs anything else. Mm -hmm. And it always helped me to be prepared because I never wanted to hear the news from the nurse for the first time. Okay. Because I feel like I was hearing it as lovely as they all were. You're hearing it from a stranger at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to make sure that I was prepared for that. So for me, testing earlier always gave me that preparation mm -hmm. just in case. And and I agree with you 100% because I think when you had actually told me that, it was true. Like I test, so my husband and I, he was like, let's just wait to the blood work. Mm -hmm. And then we get concrete evidence because one of our coping mechanisms is you focus on facts. You can't like that's a fact when it's blood work with with the urine. It's not a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. He's like, okay. So try not to test. I'm like, okay. So every day, of course, I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did it on day eight, but I didn't tell him. Mm -hmm. And then I did it again on day ten. When that's when I had talked to you and I get, I didn't tell him either. So then I went for my blood work on day 12, 
But then I had that time from day eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I had that time to just be like, okay, like these are two negatives. Like, you know, it could possibly, you still have hope at the blood work. Yep. Like could possibly be because maybe my levels are too low. It's not detecting in the urine. Yeah. You know, you, you think about all those things and then we get the call and then, um, I was able, when it was a negative, I was able to handle it a little bit better because of the advice you, you had given me that you're preparing yourself for the negative news. Yeah. So I was able to cope better. But when he found out, he was, he went through all these emotions of anger and he didn't handle it as well as I did. I think is because he didn't have that time to kind of slowly absorb the, the negative news. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't want to like live in that space yeah of that negative space but it's just a kind of one of those things of to be prepared for right yeah have your support system in place have your you know what your what a general kind of plan is for your next move keep it in your back pocket don't obsess over that mm-hmm. right try to focus more now way easier said than friggin' done i, I get, know i get it i've been there <laughs> i know but keep it in your back pocket to know and then just keep trying to focus on that hopefulness because I think I told you as well listen there's two ways this is gonna go you're pregnant or you're not pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no in between mm-hmm. so you know if, it, if the test does come up negative there's until like which my husband and I always have a saying blood never lies mm-hmm. right like that beta hcg value on your blood work is definitive mm-hmm. it's yes or no mm-hmm. there is no in between mm-hmm so until you have that number, doesn't matter. Anything else doesn't matter. Mm. So kind of always keep that hope until you have that concrete evidence that it's a yay or nay. Yeah. And then when it is, let's say a negative, you, I don't know. How did you deal with those calls and those negative calls? Yeah. Those damn bitches calling me, telling me it's negative. How dare they? First of all, <laughs> first of all, like you test in the morning, right? I hope so. The blood work that you do, it's in the morning. Yeah. And then you get the call in the afternoon. Absolutely. That time from when, you, when they get, they draw your blood to when you leave the clinic. Like, how was that moment until you get the phone call? The minute by minute crawls by. <laughs> You literally do nothing else but think about that phone call. Yeah. You totally stress about it. Mm-hmm. You run through everything that you've been through. And, you know, like just your whole entire journey kind of goes, plays through your mind in those few hours. Like flashbacks? Yeah, just like walking through each thing that you that you kind of went through leading up to the moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're hoping that this is going to be it. And it's mm-hmm. your turn. And just you try to be hopeful. But then... Just, I think it's all the emotions just at once within those few hours. Yeah. Do you, do you ever like the moment you leave, you make sure your phone's on, like not on vibrate and <laughs> yeah. it's on loud and like, oh wait, um, husband, can you call me just to make sure that I have reception? <laughs> I imagine, God forbid you missed that phone call, eh? Oh my gosh. They said that they would leave a message. If With you, what the results? If you wanted to at my clinic. Oh. So maybe, I don't know. I've always answered the phone, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, who's going to go to voicemail? You're by my hip. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh gosh. Uh, okay. When you, I think we talked about it. When you get the negative results, even urine or even the phone call, like I feel like I go through the stages of like loss. So mm -hmm. I'm denial first, uh, especially with the urine, like, oh, okay, don't worry. It's like not accurate. I'll go for the blood work. And then yeah. once the blood work is like, I can't deny it anymore. So I move exactly. on to the next stage, which is I think anger. I'm like, why is this? Why is this happening? We have to go through all this fucking shit again. Like, yep. uh, I live there a lot. <laughs> I like anger. No. I stay there often. <laughs> because, like, you fucking go through all this shit. <laughs> you go through the pain mm -hmm. of these sometimes blood thinner medications that give you fucking bruises. Yeah. You go through these uh, progesterone and oils that freaking give you, like, you Lumpy ready? bum. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I already got muffin tops. I don't need more at the, at the back, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so... So, so that, and then not to mention, like you think about the cost too, Yeah. like this stuff, like the medication and just, then you think about your embryos, how much you have left and mm -hmm. oh my gosh, if it's near the, the end of how much you have left, let's say you have two or like three and then two, and then you have one left. Like yeah. you think about that too. And then you have to go through the whole egg retrieval process again. Like, yeah. like you said, it's the whole flashback of all these things. And then like, that's when the anger comes in like yeah and it's the time right like you're constantly living your life two weeks at a time yeah it's like okay you're always planning your next your next move mm -hmm. right what 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 are you going to do next because i think like most people i am I, you're so determined you want it so bad yes. that you're just constantly okay on to the next on to the next chasing that time chasing that that wish that you want right just yeah. constantly chasing after that goal um, and and trying to Make your vision into a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, anger. <laughs> Tell Sometimes. me. Tell. Did you actually ever whip the urine? I mean, the pregnancy test against the wall? Yeah, I've thrown it before. You did. Yeah. Okay. I have. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. Because <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Not with actually throwing it. Okay. So I would. I like more so in the. Um, not so much with the embryo transfers, but like the natural cycles where it was trying yeah. or the months where you're not actually literally trying, but you still test anyways, just to make sure because you had unprotected sex within that month. Ooh. So I'd pee on a stick and no word of a lie. As soon as I'd be finished, of course, I'd look at the negative test and I'd be like, of course, you bitch. And then <laughs> as soon as I would throw the test out and like move on with my day, like an hour later, I'd start to get cramps. And then like two hours later, no, no joke. I'd get my period the same day that I would test. Oh, fuck. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Like it was just because, or I would say like, okay, I'm going to test when I go home after work or whatever, right? Like, let's say you're at work, you go to the washroom and then you wipe and you're like, thanks. Like your period's here. Oh. And you're like, oh, I was planning to test today, but I guess I don't have to anymore. Yeah. Thanks for saving me some money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Really? It'd be like, oh, hello, period. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, you know, it's such a funny feeling. I think you mentioned it even when like you were younger compared to now. Like when you're younger, you get scared when you don't see your period when it's supposed to. Yes. You get so scared. And you get you get you get fear when you go to the pharmacy and you have to pick up 
you know, a pregnancy test to see if you're pregnant. Yeah. It's completely different now because when you see your period, you're like, fuck you. Exactly, right? <laughs> and when you go to these, the pharmacy, I guess you still feel fear, but you feel a little bit of excitement and hope, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we're young, it's like drilled into you. Don't get pregnant. Right. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> there's so many of us now that have been at it for so many years and it ain't that easy. <laughs> and they had known. I think it was a post even. I keep on referencing the IG world with all these posts because it's like one of them was if I had known it was that easy, quote unquote, I should have started early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Kudos to the 16 year olds that first time no protection bam pregnant yeah <laughs> man lucky they are fertile myrtles <laughs> so oh my gosh the one line yeah what do we do with that little asshole we ship it to hell <laughs> <laughs> shove it in the garbage oh my gosh if you if we can i wonder if they, they should do a research study if they could do all these negative pregnancy test like the weight of them or the number of them that we've all had to go through i swear it would feel like it would be the size of the world or something like the amount of negatives yeah Fuck, man. we could fill a big truck <laughs> big garbage truck full of pregnancy no tests. i think it's more than that i'm sure worldwide Oof. if someone wants to do a research project by all means like... <laughs> and nobody wants to do your quality improvement shit <laughs> Nobody wants to do projects on that, okay? <laughs> We're not looking up stats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so yeah. my thing mm-hmm. when I had my negatives is I get to cry in bed for a day. Oh, that's a good one. My husband will only give me one day. Okay. And they told me I had to snap out of it. Oh. I didn't like that, but I did it. Did it work? I mean, like having that, like, okay, you only have one day, you can be and do whatever you want. And then the next day you got to like bounce out of it kind of thing. So I, I never really was able to completely bounce back right away, Mm -hmm. but he would always give me that one day to be and feel my lowest of lows. Mm. So if I wanted to just cry for the entire day, cause I'm a crier. Mm. So when I'm upset, I cry when I'm happy, I cry. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. Um, so if I wanted to just lie in bed and cry, I would, I would be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I would basically just hang out by myself for the day, Mm -hmm. um, to give my time to process and grieve. Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously sit with and stew with my anger because we're buddies. (laughs) Um, but the next day I would get up, get out of bed and move on. I wouldn't necessarily be in a good mood and bounce back and be positive, but it would be a step. Would it be like the next day would be like, all right, next step, move on. What's next kind of thing? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I was motivated to move forward. And then there were cycles where I was like, fuck this. I, I don't want to want this so bad. Yeah. I want to give up, but I could never give up because I want a family so bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would still push forward even though I didn't want to. Because I wanted to. <laughs> but at that time, I was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. I think with me, I took I took a day two. And you know why? It's because a wise friend told me that I should. 
It's you. Man, do I listen to you all the time or what? I love it. No, I, I do take the time too. But I feel like that day I go through the emotions of like, what are my next steps with also like, why didn't it happen? Mm-hmm. Was it me? Was it maybe there is something that's wrong with me? Um, Maybe, you know, when there's not really, maybe it was the embryo glue. Maybe it wasn't the embryo. It was, it's like, I think about those things for a bit. And then I think about the plan. But then I also allow myself, and I think you told me to feel your emotions, mm-hmm. feel like, feel it, and then gives you time to, you know, cope and reshift your mind or yeah. perspectives on things as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not easy seeing the one line. <laughs> and then you squint. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy going through it either, like dealing with it afterwards. Yeah. And it doesn't get easier the longer you do it. You just become more, I think you're just going to be more, more bitter. And I would actually expect it. I'd be like, it's not going to be positive. So you're saying, because your mind slowly started to reprogram from like having to like almost, okay, if Mm -hmm. I do see, yeah, all right. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I went so far down in like for some cycles, so far down the rabbit hole of like anger and depression and. Um, it was difficult to even see the hope within the cycle. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's done, definitely not easy when you go through it over and over again. No. Just going through it once, going through it twice, but then for you to have to go through that again and again, and for some of you warriors out there, even a lot more times, Yeah, my heart goes out to you. Mm-hmm. You are badass. Okay, so... I know it kind of sounded like a little bit of a vent session about all the one negatives and the one lines. Um, and there are many, many people out there that got their double lines. And um, that's what we're all striving for. Yeah. So we're all fighting and clawing our way to the same end goal. And um, I truly believe that if you, if it's something that you want one way or another, <laughs> you'll get there. You will. Right? At the end of the day, we want a family, mm-hmm. we want children, and we can have that. It might not look the way that you want it to. It might not come in the time that you wanted it to, mm-hmm. but eventually I think we all get there and we just have to keep that in mind. And I have lost sight of that for sure. That's so good to, as a reminder, because, you know, even when you test negative or, you know, your urine test was negative or your blood work blood work came back negative it's still a step forward towards your dream mm-hmm. and towards your family it might be a few of extra steps than other people um but it's still a step forward and you're still moving forward in that direction towards your family yeah 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 and now i think you're ready if you're ready to embark on your next step forward yeah okay okay so it is just a heads up now um it might be positive so it might be a trigger for some people mm-hmm. it might be negative which might also be a trigger for some others yeah i'm super pumped to actually do this with you guys um because i feel like by doing these podcasts i'm able to talk to you and hopefully help you as you've helped me so what i did 
was this morning because as you as I was saying that the concentration is the most highest so <laughs> I I dipped it um with the morning pee and then I quickly put it in the wrapper and then I put it in the box and then I waited till when I saw Al to um do the reveal which we know that based on our research today also <laughs> <laughs> they do say 10 minutes okay so it's not recommended to look like outside the window of what the recommendation is that's on the pregnancy test. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have fun with it and we're going to look anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing that you're totally going for your blood work tomorrow morning. So regardless of what this says, yeah, you're going to know tomorrow. So you don't have to obsess and freak out for a long period of time. <laughs> yes, which is what we had said earlier. So if you can test closer to, I would recommend it. And I'm going to video us live. No, no. Can you actually do the honors? No way. It's because it's my pee. <laughs> I don't want to touch your pee. Okay, Come I'm, on, you're a nurse. I'm videoing you <laughs> as we're recording okay. this. Oh, can I also just say, according to my Fitbit app, mm -hmm. um, so yes, my cycles are longer. And even the doctor said that it is it's going to be a longer cycle. So usually I'm averaging at around... 31 days but she said it would be around 33 33 days okay so i'm at 35 days right now i still haven't got my period so i have hope i have hope so see i gotta reveal oh to your face you're gonna reveal to the camera yeah but i want to see with my eyes what is it i can't see it you have to Peel pick it more. out why do you want me to look at it first? Because I want to see your face based off of your... Oh, okay. I already know. <laughs> Hold on. I already know your face. Because if it was it was two, you would have been like up and down right now. And you're looking at it for the second chance. <laughs> Third time? So, it is a one-liner, isn't it? It's a one-liner. Let me look at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Em's going to do everything that we just discussed and she's holding it up to the light and she's tilting it this way and there's she's not even again. there's not even a faint at all. Not even an evaporation line. Damn you first response. Where's your evaporation line? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, I already I don't even need denial. I'm already in anger. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm nervous. Don't worry, I'm not going to throw this at you, but yeah. Don't throw it at me. I don't want your pee in my face. Look, tomorrow. <laughs> Yo, you're already in denial. Blood. I'm in angry. I'm in angry. Blood doesn't lie. I know. Yo, right. maybe this box is expired. <laughs> September 2022. <laughs> you're good. It's tomorrow. Blood works tomorrow. Exactly. So <laughs> there you have it. I'm sure that's probably what some of you feel. I swear to you, I swear to God, this is not acted. We're not doing this for whatever hits and everything. I just honestly wanted to share this with you guys. And this feeling sucks. Mm -hmm. This whole two weeks sucks big time. Um, it's real life that we all we all go through it and i our 
purpose of doing this whole thing was so that we can really jump into this community and know that we're not going through these shitty feelings alone. And I think it's really brave that you did this this way. <laughs> I can't say that I would have because there's no way in hell I would have waited this long. (laughs) It's true. I would have tested already seven times. Oh, fuck. So we had to pause the recording because we both had to cry like babies. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to hear continuation of the two-week wait episode, please stay tuned for part two. Got a question for us? Or perhaps you would like to share your story and be a guest on our podcast. Feel free to connect with us by emailing us at thebabyproject underscore at outlook.com or DM us on Instagram at thebabyproject underscore. Thanks for listening.